Hey everyone, this is Kurt and uh, today I just wanted to talk about uh, rightly dividing the word. I believe this is a key topic that most believers struggle with. So to begin with, uh, I just want to discuss how the Bible is divided into two parts. There's the Old Testament and then there's the New Testament and how the, uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament are different from the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. See, we are calling it the Old Testament and the New Testament because the printed Bible that we have is divided into, into these two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. But what are these testaments and how is it different from the covenants that God actually established? There's no major difference as far as the Old Testament and the uh, Old Covenant is concerned. But it's, it's really key to understand that the, covenant, the, the Old Covenant actually began when God gave the law. But when we are reading the Old Testament, we are looking at the part of the Bible which starts from the book of Genesis all the way till the book of Malachi. And that sums up the, uh, the, the Old Testament that we read. And then there's the New Testament which starts from the book of uh, Matthew and goes all the way till the book of Revelation. But if you see the New Covenant, it wasn't established till Jesus rose from the dead, ascended on high and was seated at the right hand of the Father. So the New Covenant actually began when the Holy Spirit came down to earth on the day of Pentecost. Now, the Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead and he is the mediator of the new covenant. So, Jesus, if he had not risen from the dead, there would be no new covenant for us today. So, when we are reading the New Testament, we are actually talking about a new covenant that God made with mankind. Now, when we are reading the Old Testament, we read of the old covenant that God had made with the nation of Israel, a covenant that God had uh, told Abraham about, that he was about to, say, uh, he was about to uh, make a covenant with him and his descendants forever. And we see that when God made a covenant with, uh, with Abraham, that covenant did not get enforced till the law was given. Now the covenant that God actually made with Abraham was that he is about to he uh, is going to make Israel make him a great nation and through that nation he is going to establish a new covenant. So we see how the old covenant paved the way for the new new covenant. Now it's important to note here that the old covenant was not given to the entire world. It was given to the nation of Israel. It was given to the seed of Abraham. It was given to the descendants of Abraham, the Jews. So if anyone wanted to be blessed of God, the God of Abraham, he had to become a Jew and obey the laws and obey the demands of the laws and fulfill it. And uh, that is how he would qualify to be partakers of the old covenant. The old covenant was simply, I will bless you if you obey the law. Blessing for obedience, that was the law. Curse for disobedience, that was the law. So what about the rest of the world? Well, it says in Romans uh, chapter 2 that the Gentiles who do not have the law have the law in their conscience. They obey the law by their conscience. So the law is written in their conscience. They know the difference between right and wrong. Where did this conscience come from? Right from the time of Adam when Adam ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So mankind in general were partakers of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The only difference between the people of the world, the rest of the world and the Jews was that God gave the law. And it mentions in the book of uh, Romans that God gave the law to reveal mankind's sin. So now let's go to the new covenant. The new covenant starts off with the book of Matthew and, it, and the four gospels. 
and uh, the four gospels are uh, harmonized in the in the same story where god sent his son into the world to save mankind not just the jews but mankind god had set up everything right from the beginning that through the nation of israel through abraham he would send his son into the world to establish a new covenant with the entire world so god actually set up the nation of israel a covenant people a nation chosen for himself pure and and sanctify them set them apart through which he would send his son now we need to understand that uh, nothing changes overnight god when god gives uh, uh, when god gives us revelation he's actually growing us like it's like going through elementary school then you go to primary and then you go through a secondary school so what god generally does is he does he, he will not give any uh, he will not give anyone the uh, a download of revelation and expect you to understand it 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 doesn't work that way with god as far as god is concerned he takes you through a thought process he takes you through a process of growth where he 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 gives you revelation and when we accept that revelation we start growing progressively into a deeper and deeper revelation of who he is and so i would understand if this would be a, a little direct but this understanding has come through a process of many years where i've where i found it a big struggle actually trying to apply the 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 old covenant into my life especially as a new covenant believer so to begin with i just want to explain what is this new covenant that god established for us and what is this new covenant that he gave us through jesus god prophesied through daniel jeremiah ezekiel and uh, various other prophets about how he was going to change the very nature of man and how he was going to create uh, how he was going to bring about a new creation now if you see second corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 it says if any man is in christ he is a new creation behold old things have passed away old things have passed away all things have become new it says behold old things have passed away now just to clarify when god says he's making a new covenant he's very clear that he says in hebrews chapter 8 and verse 13 i am making a new covenant and this new covenant means that the old covenant is made obsolete so the old covenant is not relevant to the new creation anymore the old covenant is the covenant of the law where god said you obey i will bless you the new covenant says i am sending my son to obey and fulfill the law so that i can bless you he will obey the law for you he will fulfill the law for you now jesus did not come to abolish the law but he came to fulfill it so as far as we are concerned what god did was he put us in his son jesus jesus who fulfilled the law for us so that in his fulfillment of the law the law becomes fulfilled for us christ is the end of the law romans chapter 10 and verse 4 says christ is the end of the law as far as righteousness is concerned to all who believe he is our righteousness so today that our righteousness does not come by obeying the law and doing things for god or doing good things or living a holy life our righteousness comes from jesus in whom god has placed us so we are righteous today not by doing holy things but by believing jesus just as our salvation has come we believed in the lord jesus christ and so we are saved paul in his letter to the galatians he reprimands the galatian church for having begun believing jesus 
and beginning their life by faith now they are trying to justify their life by works of the law and then he says in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 he says those who are performing the law and trying to live their lives by the performance of the law are under a curse and he does not say that by breaking the law you are under the curse he says it says by obeying the law by trying to fulfill the law you are under the curse Jesus became that curse for us he took our curse on himself he rose from the dead and we have risen from the dead with him so who are we today 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says that we are new creations old things have passed away now the the new creations are creatures who are alive alive unto God we are made alive unto God by by being one with Jesus 1st Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17 it says that he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit not two spirits one spirit so we are joined unto the Lord we are made one with Jesus because he is life so what God has done is he has put life inside of us he has made us one with life it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 9 you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you we are not fleshly beings anymore and now I'm not saying we don't have flesh but Paul mentions in 1st Corinthians chapter 3 he says that we are not mere human beings God does not see us as mere human beings anymore he says behold all things have become new in Ephesians he talks about putting on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness we are supposed to live in the renewed mind the mind that is renewed by the Holy Spirit that's why God gave us the Holy Spirit so today when we are reading the Bible we need to understand that we are new creations we are alive unto God we are not spiritually dead we are not dead in sin from the time Adam fell till the time Jesus rose from the dead every person in the world was spiritually dead now the new man is born again Jesus said the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but I have come so that you may have life and that more abundantly John chapter 3 and verse 16 says God sent his son into the world so that we should not perish but have everlasting life so today because we have accepted Jesus Christ into our life as our Lord and Savior God has taken us out of this world it says in John 15 he has taken us out of this world and made us citizens of the kingdom of heaven Philippians 3 and verse 20 says so so today we are in this world but we are not of this world we are citizens of heaven we are we have flesh but we are not fleshly beings we are spiritual beings because we have the Spirit of God dwelling in us we are one with Jesus so when God speaks to uh, when God gave the Old Testament he gave the Old Testament to the people who were spiritually dead spiritually separated from God they were alive they had life in their bodies but they were separated from God who is life today you and I are not separated from God we are in God we are in life we are one with life God has put his life inside of us by his spirit he has made us one with his son Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me so we are in life we are in Jesus and through Jesus we have come to the Father God has sealed us completely on every side by his spirit so that we are soaking in the abundance of life there is no death in life what is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament the Old Testament was written to people who were spiritually dead 
Now, I'm not saying that you should not read the Old Testament. The Old Testament is good, it's good for study, but it does not apply to the new man. There are prophecies and scriptures that describe what the new man is going to be like. We can adopt that when we can read it and we can study it and we can identify with the things that it's spoken about the new creation. But what we cannot identify with is how God relates to spiritually dead people. Because God will not relate to spiritually dead people like he would to sons. John 1.12 says to those who believe in him, he has given the right to become sons of God. Today you and I are sons of God. Why? Because we are in the Son. Because we are one with the Son. We have oneness with God through His Son Jesus Christ. So God will relate to sons like He would relate to Jesus. He relates to you and me like He relates to Jesus. But He would not relate to people who are not born again. He would not relate to people who are spiritually dead like they were alive. He cannot because they would not understand. They would not be able to identify with the new creation. It takes the witness of the Spirit of God in our hearts to identify with what God is saying. And we have the spirit of sonship, the spirit of His Son, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. So when we're reading the Old Testament, we need to really, we need to really divide the word properly. So when God speaks to people of the Old Testament and He talks to them regarding things that they need to be doing, things that they need to be observing, laws that they need to live by, he is talking to people who are not saved, who are not born again, who are not new creations. So you and I cannot adopt those scriptures into our lives. Now, he's the same God. He's, he does not change. But the way he relates to us is different from the way he would relate to unbelievers. So until they come into sonship, that relationship would not be established. So for you and me to read the scriptures of the Old Testament, it takes discernment. We need to depend on the Holy Spirit, specifically how to understand and discern the word. Today we have the Holy Spirit for a number of reasons. And one of them is so that God can teach us his word. God can reveal himself to us through his spirit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit should be our primary source of understanding the word of God today. It says so in 1 John 2 and verse 20 that we have an anointing from the Holy One and we know all things. It means that the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. And it says so in verse 27 that the anointing that we have teaches us all things. And we do not need that any man teach us. But the anointing that we have, the Holy Spirit that we have, He teaches us all things. Now I'm not saying don't read the Bible, don't listen to messages and don't listen to tapes. No, it's, it's, it's fine. It's good to listen to tapes because God gave teachers in the fivefold ministry. But we need to depend on the witness of the Holy Spirit in what we are learning and what we are understanding. It's, it's good that we learn from teachers, but we need to depend on the witness of the Holy Spirit to understand and get revelation from the Father. So how do we rightly divide the word? It starts with your identity. Who are you? Your identity is a son of God. You are made a son by believing in the son of God. So if you are a son of God, you have the life of God in you. You are not dead. You are alive. You are alive unto God. So you cannot identify with the relationship that God has with people who are spiritually separated from God. So when you're reading the text of the Old Testament, you need to rightly divide the word and let the Holy Spirit teach you what God is saying. Now, again, I just wanted to remind you that this is not something that may happen overnight, but 
allow God to give you a revelation progressively and as you spend more time with him he will show you how you can rightly divide the word and know who you are but it starts with your identity if you know who you are in Christ if you know your identity in Christ and that you are a new creation and you establish yourself in who God says you are you will know what applies to you you will be able to identify when God says something to you and you will know by the spirit by the witness of the spirit in you how to rightly divide the word and understand when God speaks to you so just to give you an example of what I'm talking about we when we're reading the Bible we need to we need to read we need to understand how to apply scripture to us and that comes by the Holy Spirit see the Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved now if you have already given your life to Jesus Christ maybe a year five or ten years ago that scripture has already been fulfilled for you so as far as you are concerned you're already saved you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you got saved so it's a scripture that has already taken place in your life now it does not apply to you you are living in salvation you are living in the fullness of life right now you are living in Jesus you are saved you are living eternal life a similar scripture to that is Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved so you have already done that you are saved today and various other scriptures that that you have already fulfilled in your life and now we are progressively growing in the de in the revelation of the father and growing into a deeper relationship with him so in this deeper relationship with the father as we keep on growing scripture is being fulfilled in our life now I'm not saying that you don't read the scripture again or you don't study the word it is necessary to study the word so that when we become witnesses to, uh, to, the, to the uninformed we know exactly what the word says and where to direct them but at the same time we need to also direct them to the Holy Spirit we need to direct them to Jesus so that they can have a personal relationship with God himself so this is just a fundamental of how to read the Bible I hope you were blessed I'm going to release a new video next week and uh, I'll see you in the next video then. Bye.